0: and for your life you know where you want to go are you looking to be happier healthier and wealthier while having more fun every day
1: Welcome to our playground. Hello, Power Partners. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And our program is brought to you under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. And we are continuing our Wednesdays with writers and performers as part of this uh, pandemic um, crisis that we're trying to get as many encouraging, inspiring people on the airwaves and give them an opportunity to talk about their vision. And speaking of vision, coming up in segment two, we have Jane Applegath. She is a creative intelligence coach and she's the founder of Epic Vision Zone so she's going to uh, share with us what she's doing with her Women's Summits, where she is bringing you trailblazers so that you can find solutions for your life and have a very happy, bright, bright uh, world. In a segment three, we'll be talking more uh, about um, ticks like tick ticks like ticks in the garden or ticks in nature when you take a hike that's like it's very frustrating but they are out in mass now and some things that you can do to um, take care of them And of course, uh, starting in our segment one, we're going to talk about telecommuting as well as we will go into the garden just a little bit. So the miracle moment for today brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org, is from John Cage. I can't understand why people are frightened of new ideas. I'm frightened of the old ones. (laughs) And this is kind of good for what's going on now, because, you know, new ideas are, they're the fuel for the future. So we really do have to think about uh, those. Well, telecommuting is uh, really coming of age. Uh, You've probably read how Google has just announced that they are going to let their workers telecommute until July of 2021, And so there's this, it's really been um, a a change maker that what's happened with COVID-19. And over the next several months, every company in America with workers who spend most of their time on a computer, they have to make a decision whether to uh, have their workers come come back to work, uh, which of their employees will go into the office or the cubicle or wherever it is, and which ones are going to work from home. And so the answers. To the questions that everybody are asking, is um, has been kind of a boon for millions of of employees that have been carpooling and you know hitting traffic, and now they're getting to stay at home. I know this past week I had to have uh, several conversations with a different company uh, representatives. And without exception, every single person was working from home. And without exception, every single person was really enjoying it. Um, They felt they were more productive. Uh, Nobody with even the ones that had young kids, they found that was tough juggling, you know, getting the kids online and keeping a space quiet and all of that. But for the most part, everybody really felt it was um, it was a fantastic thing. And I know that this is such a recent idea uh, that it's normalized because I just remember years ago, I mean, if you didn't have an office, you weren't really legitimate. If you were just working from home, it was more like a hobby. So times they are a changing. And as that as the pandemic has settled in, telecommuting, has become literally, in the blink of an eye, the normal. 62% of the U.S. working population was working remotely in the first half of April, according to a Gallup poll. And then in a span of about five days, many companies had to scramble to get remote connections. They had to get new computers, monitors, tools in place. Um, some people didn't have home computers or or even laptops. Many employees, and um, you know, or they didn't have remote uh, connections. So a lot of companies really did scramble with that. I mean, even our guest last week, who is a television um, news anchor, they she's actually doing it from home as well, and she was all set up. And the one thing I think is certain is that we're not going to go back. Uh, for one thing, workers are going to balk at the old normal. The demand from employees of all ages to work from home has really, really surged. <clears throat> and um, in April, again, an April Gallup poll, three in five US workers were doing their jobs from home during the pandemic, and they all said they wanted to continue working remotely even after public health restrictions have been lifted. Uh, you know what you miss is you miss your coworkers because. I know for me, when I used to be able to go right into the studio at World Talk Radio every week, it was so great to sit with my engineer and see him on the other side of the glass. And, you know, uh, and we, we could just kind of chit chat and I don't know, there was a camaraderie. And you miss that. So you miss that in-person thing. Although, like with my engineer, Josh, we always chit-chat before and during breaks and all of that. But we don't get to see each other in person. So what are some of the benefits? Um, Evidently, it can help you be healthier and more productive, especially if you have a long commute. Because commutes are very stressful. And the more you can reduce the stress, the more productive you'll be. And so some flexible options for people are really a good, good thing. So less commute time means a more balanced and healthier lifestyle. And people really choose that. In a flexjobs.com poll in 2019, work-life balance was um, right at the top at 75%. Family was 45%. Saving time was 42%. And just commute stress. Uh, was 41% and those were the top four factors. So there's a potential savings to, you know, on gas and wear and tear and, and actually clothes because you probably have to have clothes for the office. So if you want to work from home and your supervisor isn't really sure about it, here are just a couple of tips that might help you land that new remote position. Take stock of all your previous telecommuting performance and remind your employer that you're ready. And then show and tell. When you're out of sight, your boss wants to know you can be trusted. So pull together a record of your projects completed on time or ahead of schedule while you've been telecommuting. And then list any new businesses that you've landed or any other measure that can allow your boss to get a you know a heads up on how you successfully met the challenges of working remotely and uh, over communicate get up to speed on all aspects of communicating to managers clients and your coworkers via video chats file sharing and of course we have all these um, platforms now slack and zoom and skype and google docs and google hangout i mean there's plenty of technology out there and keep learning stay current with workplace technology and demonstrate you're up for the job Take an online course at online learning sites um, like LinkedIn has uh, courses, uh, YouTube, there's all kinds of things. And then get fit and stay healthy. So when you're physically and mentally fit, you exude energy, positivity, and that can do attitude. And that comes from... Um, from confidence, but it also comes from being fit. It's better than Botox, they say. And then be really excellent at what you do. That is the best argument completely. So if telecommuting works for you and it works for your company, hey, go for it. Now, are you having a sweet and savory summer? I love what Virgil said, you know, steep thyself in a bowl of summer. Well, summer, I mean, just putting the saying that word puts a smile on my face. Since I was a little girl, the months of July and August were times of really great joy. I actually worked as a farm laborer, picking or cutting apricots, peaches, pears, and neighbor's orchards or fruit sheds to earn enough money to put myself through college. That was during the day. And then um, we would unwind as a family and with other farm workers, having baseball games in the fields in the evenings. On Sundays, it was always spent with cousins and relatives, and we were swimming in a swimming pool at my grandparents' vineyards. And our parents would always prepare a feast for dinner after harvesting whatever vegetables were ready in the garden. And of course, um, we kids, we had to go brave the thorny brambles to find the juiciest blackberries for dessert at In the station wagon on the way back to our ranch, we would fall completely asleep. Our hearts filled with happy memories and our bellies were pleasantly satiated. Of course, my dad didn't. He was the driver. But summer boasts a sweet and savory story with harvests of corn, tomatoes, cucumbers, peaches, pears, apples, plums, prunes, eggplants, zucchini, berries, peppers, and other nutritious treats that will grace our dining tables. And although this summer I am not hosting any barbecue buffets, I still enjoy picking fresh fruit in my orchard and eating my homegrown vegetables. Right now there are these pink cherry plums. They're really plump. They're especially delicious this year. And so were the deep, dark purple prunes. Prunes and plums, by the way, come from the same genus, prunus, although they're not identical. uh, Plums are usually round. And they're red or yellow, whereas prunes are oval-shaped and almost always purple, and maybe even blackish with a pit that dislodges easily, while plums' pits don't dislodge easily. Um, They're also related to cherries and peaches and almonds. All of those are in the family prunus, and I'm sure you didn't know that. Now, this season, my cherry plums actually have a flavor of peaches, and I can't figure that out why. Why? My peaches aren't ripe yet. Um, They're planted close to the plums, but I don't know if something has gone over. But what I have found that is every year the taste varies. And because the cherry plums are the size of cherries and quite crunchy when not overripe, what I like to do is take a few, freeze them, and then eat them like a popsicle. And sometimes I add the frozen um, plums to my beverages for an enlightening alternative to ice. And I plan on dehydrating some of the prunes and drying them for future use. Now, it wouldn't be summer without the sweet and savory ingredients of fresh-picked corn, cucumbers, and heirloom tomatoes. And if you're not growing any, farmers markets have bushels ready to buy. What I do with the ears of corn is I soak the corn with the husk on in a bucket of water for about an hour. Then I take it out, pull back part of the husk, lather it with a garlic basil butter that I whip up. And then I put the husks back on and steam them on the barbecue. And you can then um, put them in an ice chest and keep them warm and they'll actually steam more. And oh my gosh, they are so good. Uh, My mother's tomato salad has been a family tradition for ages. You just slice up some heirloom tomatoes, red onions, cucumbers, add chopped garlic and red, orange, green bell peppers, Dress with a little olive oil, white, you know, wine vinegar, balsamic, garlic, of course, seasoned to taste, voila, a beautiful, scrumptious summer salad. And finally, uh, don't forget to cut a few stems of pretties to add to a vase. Right now, the Criximia, we call them firecracker plants, are in full bloom, and they make such a fantastic cut flower. So leave several in the garden for the hovering hummingbirds, and don't forget refill fountains so that our bird friends can have a refreshing drink or bath. And here in the west, fire season is ramping up. There was one around here yesterday. It was really smoky. I'm not sure where it was. And we're having an evacuation drill actually this weekend because there's been a lot of recent winds. Um, But wildfires could easily ignite. So make sure to cut any tall grass, weeds, trim low-hanging branches, clean your gutters, remove debris from around your property, because, you know, you definitely don't want a fire. And you might want to go to my website, CynthiaBryan.com, and read Scary, Scary Night. I was just honored with a major award. I'm so excited. The 2020 Media Awards, I won the Medal of Achievement for Journalism in a newspaper article. Out of and it's a national and international award, and it was for Scary Scary Night about the fire that happened here um, last October. So it's um it's a really it's a great article with a lot of tips on how to stay out of a fire. So may you enjoy a sweet and savory summer of social distancing and wearing masks, be healthy, hopeful, and positive, and steep thyself in a bolus summer. You know I am. Happy gardening, happy growing. And don't go away, because when we come back, my friend, creative intelligence coach, researcher, founder of Epic Vision Zone, Jane Applegath will be with us. And you will be inspired. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back.
2: Be the star you
0: are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of
1: show. And the power begins. This is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening live on. Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. And with me is Jane Applegath. She is a, a creative intelligence coach, as I just said before. And she's the founder of this new online TV series, The Epic Vision Zone, where she wants to bring you role models and trailblazers and people who are going to change your life. I was so uh, lucky to be part of her first summit and she's here with us today to talk about what the future holds and how she can inspire you. Hello Jane, welcome to Star Style.
2: Hello Cynthia, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and I have to just add that I was listening to your closing comments just a minute ago on food and delicious Summer salads and I have to tell you, you are the universe of creativity. I was just <laughs> the way you're putting it's, things together and blending them. Oh my gosh, I was just like inspired. <laughs> well, do you know what, Jane?
1: It's so simple. I'm like I'm so into whatever is simple and it and that and it tastes so delicious. So you have to everybody needs to grow one at least a pot of tomatoes. I mean, please, oh, right? I mean it's absolutely. summer and if you've never had a fresh tomato from the plant, you, you
2: just haven't lived.
1: <laughs> so I agree I'm really you. encouraging I love... everybody. I'm encouraging them. Yeah. Just mix it all up. Uh, well,
2: Yeah, make, mix it all up. That's what the spice of life is all about. Exactly. And, and, that's and let's, why get, it, let's get to you
1: because this, this episode here is all about you and what you're doing because you recently launched. Your first summit, your first women summit with one man, and it was very successful. And you must have been exhausted because, I mean, that was a huge undertaking. So tell us a little bit about it. What gave you the idea that this is what you wanted to do? I know that you have like twenty or a couple twenty years or a couple of decades in TV work and writing scripts and sales and all of this. So. What made you decide that this was the right moment to launch this new epic vision zone?
2: Well, thank you for asking. And I have to tell you that, you know, with uh, the situation and COVID and um, uh, all of the things that have been happening in the world, we came to kind of a standstill. And it was really interesting how that provided me, I say, with the space in order to really unravel what has been going around in my head for a number of years and really not being able to put a, a, a solid uh, concept around it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been dealing with COVID in different ways, but for me and with a lot of individuals, it actually provided me with a little bit of time and, and able to focus my energy on where my passion was, and and it really is engaging with individuals. I've always enjoyed intelligent conversation. I've always enjoyed learning from individuals, and mostly I've always enjoyed being inspired because inspiration lifts us up, and inspiration also, yeah, it really can lift us up, and it also can take us down a road that we might not have thought of, and role models, especially for women, play such an important role in today's society. And so where I came to the Epic Vision Zone was basically providing a platform for trailblazing women who are now at the top of their game, but these women are able to shed light for those who may be wanting to follow in their path. So it really is exciting for me to interview individuals like yourself people who have come from different backgrounds and come from the ups and downs of what life throws at them. It's not that we all started at the top, but this provides other individuals, and especially young women or even career women, with an idea of, hmm, you know, know, we can always reinvent ourselves as we get older, and when we're younger, we can look at these individuals as role models because shedding light on a purpose-driven leader and where their journey has led them can influence millions more to dare the mundane, to provoke greatness, and to venture to imagine, create, and live their epic life. And that's that's where the idea came from. And I have to say, Cynthia, I am just so excited and over the top about the response and meeting individuals like yourself because you are a jewel,
1: Well, you're so sweet, but you said something so important here. And I, I really resonate with that is the fact that, you know, I don't know anyone in all the years that I've been interviewing people. And I think I've interviewed over 2,500 people now who started Mm -hmm. at the top, actually only one person I, there was one artist I had on a television show several years ago who his very first painting, he sold it for several hundred dollars. Mm. And then, but he's the only person that I've ever met that actually, you know, didn't fail a zillion times and have to reinvent themselves. And what you said, I think, Jane, that's so critical is that you do have to reinvent yourself. When you fall down, you've got to get back up. That failure is fertilizer. You have to just keep going. It's like the last person standing. And by bringing these uh, trailblazers to your epic vision zone you are actually giving permission and um and also the reality to a younger generation or anybody who's listening that hey if they did it i can do it and if they failed and felt like oh well i just have to you know make a detour then i can do that too because so many people stop As you know, so many people, they Mm -hmm. have one failure or two failures or three, you know, three things and they go, oh, that's it. You know, the world's against me. Nobody loves me. I'm going to go eat worms. (laughs) (laughs) I know uh, that song,
2: too. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. We all do. And so the thing is is that we feel sorry for ourselves for a day. But it's really amazing that your focus um, really became on women. Because I do feel that um, and without excluding men, because you do have a man on your uh, summit as well. Yes. But I do think mm-hmm. that the focus on women is so terrific because there's always been that, you know, that quote unquote glass ceiling or whatever. So when you invite people on to talk about their journeys, we know that the road is crooked. It's never a straight line. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, it never is. And that's the thing. And what I found was very interesting, Cynthia, with almost every single one of the entrepreneurs and, and leaders that I interviewed was that they all changed and and pivoted or redirected or reimagined their lives as they went through different, different fail, not fertilizers, you put it, or, or different <laughs> aspects of their life so that right. they... You're right. They changed, and and yes, it's difficult, and and it can be very challenging. But the key is that can we look to those those individuals who can then lift us up? Because we can all get stuck. We and, and I would often say that you know, when I look in the past, I was living my life more by default than by design. Mm-hmm. But when we mm-hmm. have those role models, it's very much like in the athletic world when um, the athletes always you know. Look to others and and to inspire them, that the power of inspiration is really something that we can all learn from. And that's why I've brought these individuals together. And I like to say that there's everybody from all walks of life. So it's not just focused on one particular industry or one particular type of of, um, person, but it's really those who have, have, have made their lives and are continuing to. I just I interviewed a couple of them who are starting in their 60s. And one, one lady was starting in 73.
1: And oh, isn't that wonderful? You see, it's yeah, never to too a late. Coach. I think the key, which, it's never too late to be mm-hmm. successful for yourself. If you're just right. joining us, we are talking with Jane Applegath her website is janeapplegath.com. i'm going to encourage you to go and sign up so that you can listen to all of the summit that she has done the epic vision zone her women's summit and she's going to be planning another one jane tell us how you chose the women or the people that you wanted to have on your show how did how did it come about because you didn't know did you know some of them or did you just no, decide? I'm I, just gonna, you know, gonna just gonna go I'm, go for I, it.
2: I, yeah, I'm gonna go for it, and I'm gonna connect. So. I I looked for individuals who, uh, from different industries, some were coaches, some have actually uh, uh, product-based businesses, such as uh, a makeup industry. Another was in um, the uh, fashion industry. One was an ex-editor of of More magazine, which is a fabulous magazine, and she was in the magazine industry all in life and yourself who is a an incredible, versatile, multi-talented entrepreneur. But mo- all of these women are entrepreneurs. So they all either own their own businesses, or uh, it's either service-based or product-based. So they're entrepreneurs. They're stepping out of their, their comfort zone, if you want to put it that way. And, and, and some are in leadership for women. So I, I basically went online and I... LinkedIn is one of the most viable uh, platforms for business, as far as I'm concerned. And that's why I connected with with a lot of people.
1: It's the one that you really connect with people who, um, in in general, it's people who are leaders or talented, or at least they're pursuing a passion.
2: Exactly right. And those are the, the women who came to the forefront, and you know i I tell you Cynthia, they're uh, coming up for the next summit too, just to just give you an idea i mean I've got ladies in stem, which is science, technology, engineering, and math right. and uh you know these are women changing the the climate in mining, if you can imagine wow. i in my wildest dreams I didn't even know this has existed it's a it's a project called uh, what is it? I can't recall the name of it, but they're they're changing the, the, the whole philosophy of mining and sustainability and making it environmentally friendly that they don't necessarily own these mining companies, but they are becoming the consultants to these industries to make it in, investor friendly because that's what investors look for these days. So that all these things are just incredible, incredible, um, sheets and incredible ideas that are coming to the forefront and they're all being led by women. And STEM so is it, something it, it's, that's
1: so critical right now. I think, especially for young girls, I know that in a lot mm-hmm. of the schools, they're now offering STEM courses and that was something that was out of reach for girls in the past. And I yeah. know that just at Be The Star You Are, I have several volunteers, of uh, young teenagers, who are involved in STEM. And it's like, I'm so excited for them because that's something that I would have never even, I wouldn't have even known what it meant when I was a teenager, <laughs> you know? Right. So it's no, so I great know. that you're doing this. Tell us, Jane, about your background. I mean, first of all, this obviously is a passion project for you. And mm-hmm. that's something that came up a lot when we were chatting because. What you say is you call it the epic vision zone where you show people how to imagine, create and monetize big dreams so they can live an epic life doing what you love. And those, um, those last four words are so, so critical in my opinion, because I know in all the pivoting and, and changing that I've done, it's always just something I love because I think Mm -hmm. if you love something, you tend to be good at it. So is that your background as well? Tell us about you.
2: Yes. Thank you, Cynthia. Well, turning your passion into profits, that was the, uh, the the sort of the subtitle of the epic vision zone with trailblazing women. It was basically trailblazing women reveal the secrets to turning your passion to profits. And you're right. When there's love involved, and, it, and I don't want to sound woo-woo, but it's an energy that you pour into not only your your business, but your life and creativity. I've always been drawn to creativity. It's funny because my background is, is initially, I say in my previous life was in the financial industry where I was an award-winning stockbroker. So Whoa. that's really
1: I different than what you're doing now, but that really showed you how to monetize, I bet.
2: Yes, exactly. And so from there, it just morphed into one thing and another. And I found I've always been in love with storytelling and stories. And I got into film and became a television producer and a creative script writer and worked with a gentleman um, who was the creator and producer of People Versus the State of Illusion, which was really about the science and power of imagination. And that's what hooked me. And I said, this is my calling Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: creativity is the act of turning new and imaginative ideas into reality. And the whole concept of creativity and imagination is what is the core of where everything starts. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, ideas can, are, are what the core is of every business of every seed that is planted, you know, in your, in your world as well. And it's so interesting because what has happened is through the years, I have become immersed in the whole aspect of teaching individuals how to take that creativity, how to foster it, cultivate it, and then how to blossom their ideas, because often we have so many ideas floating around in our head and we're, we can't focus. But once we become, that that vision becomes more clear to us, then we can become more that individual who launches that that business or who launches that service and then in turn becomes the trailblazing woman because creativity is curiosity. It also challenges us. And when when you're not afraid to experiment, that's what moves us out of our comfort zone, which we tend to fall back to. But that's the door to possibilities.
1: Right. That's when we discover who we are. We have to move out of our comfort zone. Yeah, yes, that's. Exactly. I mean, that's absolutely critical. If you stay there, you you stagnate, and if you stagnate, you die. You know, yeah. one of the things I've always told um, people, uh, clients, if they've come to me and said, "Well, you know, I really I don't. I want to do this, but I don't really. I'm not there yet." It's like, hey, just make a business card up and put it on there. You know, that you are an interior designer or whatever it is, because it's like once you make that statement to the world, to the universe, whatever, you start believing it yourself. I and mean, then, of course, you got to get the skills you need and, you know, right. and then go into action and all of those things. But you do have to believe in yourself and getting out of that comfort zone. If you just stay there and you will never, ever, ever um, be successful in anything. I mean, and you will, yeah. and if you're just working for somebody, you're only going to be mediocre if you're afraid to make a mistake. If you don't make a mistake, yeah. you're not moving forward.
2: No, you're absolutely right, because, you know, we have to, and, and that's a challenge for a lot of people, because I understand we all come from different walks of life. I was fortunate enough to have a father who is very adventurous, and he was always a self-employed individual, I guess, in his own way, an entrepreneur, but a lot of us come from a background that we're not, but that's, we can always change that message, you know, it's really mm-hmm. about re, re-imagining or rewiring re-imagining. ourselves. how to, Yeah. And, and, it's about and getting
1: into your into that epic zone that you are creating, like you say, you are a dream weaver and you want yeah. to help create, you want people to discover their dreams and then you will help them actually implement them so that they can make them come true. Because you know, it's no good to have a dream if you're just going to leave it there, if you really want. To dream the dream, that's great. Think big, but then you have to make it happen. And so yes, that's the equation. But I love yes. how you and, and- use um, how you use nature as your um, as your role models, how you grow your business, you water it, you let it blossom <laughs> because I'm yes. all about nature. And you know, I think it's our greatest teacher. If we actually think about it, that is our greatest teacher. And we could we could use nature for almost every example of any kind of
2: work. Absolutely. Because like you said, it is the seed and we have to water it to make it grow and then we have to take action. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's absolutely the, the, it it is, it encompasses everything. It really does. So
1: tell us about what's coming up. You're in the process, as you said now of creating another summit when can people start experiencing that? And on um, and the summit that has just completed, it will be available at your website when people mm-hmm. sign up for, is it indefinite or how, how are you, how's your uh, model for this?
2: It will be up there for the next month. Uh, so that's, it's free. All you have to do is go to the website, com and sign up and you'll be able Let to view and choose
1: Jane and then AppleGath is Apple just like the word Apple and Gath G A T H dot com Jane So it's right. a free and, sign up,
2: and and you can watch, choose any video you like. They all have titles, so you can see what the subject matter is, and you can um, stream them. You could even just listen to them. We will eventually turn them into podcasts, but you could if you if you're in your kitchen and you want to hear them, you can just put up the volume. And there are, like I said, Cynthia's on there, but we have people from all walks of life. I believe there's 24 of them, um, everything from business to creativity and inspiration. And the next summit will be most likely around September. And as I said, I'm gathering individuals, trailblazing women. So I'm putting it out there in the universe. If anybody knows of anyone who would love to be on the summit, please don't hesitate to contact me. I am so interested in everything that people do, and, uh, you know, I, I would just uh, love to keep lighting the torch for those who are coming up, the you know, the younger generation or the, those who are reinventing themselves and lighting the way for them, because we all have so much to share, and we all have so much potential. All we need to do is crack the door open, and we're going to be stepping right into it.
1: And we all have stories to tell. And this is a wonderful opportunity to share your story because we never know how we can get that word inspire, but we never know how we can inspire or motivate someone with our story. And so many people don't think that their story is important or anybody cares, but it's so fascinating. Once you share your story, you'll always find someone who just... It's like, whoa, that is some. that's so similar to what happened to me, you know, and it Mm -hmm. and it gives them a motivation to move on. By the way, Jane, I love your new pictures that you put on your website. It's they're adorable of you sitting on your um, your your lawn chair. (laughs) I think I think it's they're great. I, I really like it. It's it's very fun.
2: Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, you know, I'm I'm working on the website, so it may be changing all the time. But, you know, uh, I'm so glad you like it. Yeah, it's got the fun colors because, you know, I, I am all about imagination and creativity. So we want to be sure. To
1: and you're a colorful fun. person. Yeah, you've had a colorful yeah. life and you're a colorful person. So tell yes. us, too, because this seems to be the conversation that's happening a lot right now. Is So how are you doing through all of the COVID-19 right now? it seems like you are incredibly busy.
2: Yes, I am. And that's the interesting part, because uh, working with Austin Vickers, who was the creator of that film, People Versus the State of Illusion, a lot of the film was um, focused on perspective. And the one thing that I would like to share with individuals out there, because I know it's a trying time, not only do we have the COVID, we've got the, the riots and the you know, the mayhem that's going on everywhere. And we just need to back off the news a little bit and give ourselves a breather. But really, our perspective is really what matters because we can see what's going on and we can get overloaded and, um, you know, just go down that, that trail of drama or depression. Uh, but we can t- take that also and look at it from a different perspective and say, what I what I'm saying right now is the world is having a temper tantrum and, and, you know, it's really creating, uh, you know, when a child has a temper tantrum, they need to get all of that energy or pent up anger out out. of them. Yeah, exactly. They got to get it out. And Mm -hmm. do we get dragged down with it or do we, can we just take a moment and step back and go, okay, this is happening now, but what can I do that's productive? What can Mm -hmm. I do that will help in some way? What can I do to say that I'm really grateful for tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just use your 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 common sense, but also your a little bit of your imagination and see what you can do with perspective because it really does make a difference. We can create our own reality, and I am very busy during this time because I have to tell you. There are a lot of people who wouldn't normally have the time to do, to do these interviews, but they do exactly. right now because businesses are slow. But that's an opportunity. So
1: It's an opportunity, yeah. and it's an opportunity for everyone. And as we end our conversation, um, Jane, I just want to thank you for your perspective and also to tell people just take a breath. Take a breath and Mm -hmm. realize, you know, this too shall pass and use your time wisely. And if you want inspiration, really check out the Epic Vision Zone and the summits that Jane is putting on. Go to her website, janeapplegath.com, janeapplegath.com, A-P-P-L-E-G-A-T-H is how you spell it. Jane, we are out of time, but you are just fabulous. And I love fabulous women and keep keep doing what you're doing, and thank you for the inspiration and Thank you for bringing together all these amazing, amazing, talented women and men to uh share their stories, their wisdom, because this is called giving back. This is giving yeah. back when you're giving of thank yourself, you. so thank you for giving back, Jane Applegath, well, everybody thank you,
2: Cynthia. Yeah, thank,
1: thank you, you and thank you for giving us the time <laughs> thank you com. you're listening to Cynthia Bryan this is star style be the star you are we'll be right back with tick 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 so hang in there
0: be the star you are the star you are be the star you- change your world change your life
1: voiceamericaempowerment.com
0: business bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
1: Are you passionate about your business? If not, why not? People who are using their passion to run their businesses are happier, more fun-loving, have less stress, and are more excited about life. Do you know how to turn your passions into profits? First of all, write down what you love to do in life. Don't worry if it seems crazy or impossible. Dream the dream. Write the plan. Eliminate the naysayers in your life. All you need is one honest, supportive person. Go into action to get the skills you need, then believe in yourself and all the possibilities. If you're having fun, others will too. And with enough patience, courage, and perseverance, the profits will come rolling in and you'll feel alive because you've discovered your passion. Remember you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. This is Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from star style. For more information, visit Cynthia Bryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Brian with an eye.com. Be the star you are. The star you are.
0: us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party.
1: Well, Jane is just an absolute powerhouse, so I really would like you to go to JaneApplegath.com and You can listen to all these inspiring interviews that she did, or you can watch them because it's a TV kind of format. So uh, you will you can just choose what you want to listen to. But it's very exciting to have, as she said, all of these opportunities right now. I know tomorrow I'm doing another TV show. with Ellen Mongan, so it's called Wow Mom, so that'll be fun, and when I have the links, I can put it up, but you could probably look it up. Anyway, what we're going to talk about now are these dang blood suckers, and you probably know what I'm talking about, ticks, ticks, ticks. I don't know about you, but ticks absolutely love me, and until I bought this, um, like this scarf and the, these clothes that have permethrin in it. Um, I would, every time I go outside or go on a hike, I get tick bites and I've actually ended up in having to have surgery three times to get ticks out of me because they always tend to go in my neck or right near a blood vessel that you can't dig it out yourself because you could hemorrhage or something. So I wanted to help you ID ticks. First of all, you have to know your enemy. Ticks are eight legged arachnids. They cannot fly or jump. What they do is they stand in wait at the edges of grasses and shrubs, and they wave their arms, you know, if you call them the arms, like these inflatable dancing men, you know, that you see at the car lots. And then what they do is they latch on to a warm-blooded creature as you brush past. Now, once on a host, they crawl upward towards the head where the skin is thinner. And this is why I'm sure I get them on my neck, right, because they're trying to get to my head. Um, and this, then, there's more blood vessels to tap. Yeah, they're always going for my, for your blood. They are blood suckers, so it's one really good reason to be diligent about putting repellent on your body when you're outside, or wearing some clothes like that are made by Insect Shield with this permethrin. So wearing protection, the best repellent strategy is to wear permethrin-treated clothing, or use a spray on your skin that contains DEET. Tuck your pants into your socks and then tuck your shirt into your pants when you're hiking, camping, gardening, hunting, whatever you're doing to create roadblocks for the upward traveling arachnids. And then when you come in, you when you return from the outdoors, you have to look for ticks, especially they go into your armpits, they go to your groin, and they go to your scalp. So, you know, I always wash my hair afterwards and scratch everything. But what I've started doing now is wearing a scarf on my head um, to keep it around my my hair and then a hat so they can't really get up there. And then another scarf around my neck that has the permethrin in it so that they can't get up to my neck. Uh, and it, that, that has worked really well for me. But. Um, once you come in, you really need to like take a shower, wash your clothes. And if you have one attached, you can try uh, removing it with a pointy tweezer. You grab it as close to your skin as possible and you pull it off really steady with even pressure and then clean the area with rubbing alcohol and soap and water before you do it and after you do it. And if possible, Put it in a little jar so that you can identify the bloodsucker uh, because then if you have to go to the doctor, the doctor can determine more quickly what's causing any symptoms because there are three types of ticks in the U.S. that commonly bite humans and it's important to know which one is attached to you. So first there's the lone star tick. And these tick saliva spark allergies to alpha gall, which is a sugar in meat. And they can also transmit the germs that cause um, heartland virus disease, bourbon virus disease, and other uh, southern tick-associated rash illnesses. Now, females are easier to ID because they have a white dot in the center of their back. And the males have a patterned kind of shield, the round section on top of the back. And when they feed, they increase in size up to three quarters of an inch. So the dot can look a lot smaller or it can disappear. And when I'm talking about how small a tick is, if you don't have you've never seen a tick, The lone star tick is maybe a little bit bigger than a pencil point. That's it. So you'd have to almost put on glasses or a magnifying glass just to see, uh, to identify it, to see what it is. Now, deer ticks is what we really have around here in uh, my area of California. They're called uh, black-legged ticks, and these can spread Lyme disease, most people infected with it are bitten by immature black-legged ticks that are called nymphs, and you have to look at them really carefully because they are so tiny. They are less than two millimeters long. They're they're almost like a needle. Uh, I mean, the, they're so tiny, they're like the tip of a needle, and they're really hard to spot on your skin, uh, much harder than an adult tick, and they're most commonly... Um, In the eastern half of the United States, as well as we have just the deer ticks on the deer here. And then there are another kind of tick. It's called the American dog ticks. These can transmit the diseases that include Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and they have flat oval shaped bodies and can be up to a quarter inch long before they're feeding. So these are the bigger ticks. And they're found in many areas east of the Rocky Mountains and, um, and in scattered places here on the Pacific Coast. Now, at the University of Rhode Island, um, the public health entomologist Thomas Mather, he is searching for an anti-tick vaccine that would target a number of tick-transmitted infections rather than addressing each individual ailment. And that would be just so great. I mean, the idea is to make the tick um, bite site inhospitable to any germ that the tick might transmit, and that would prevent the germ from infecting the host. Now, unfortunately, it's, um, it's not ready yet. It's far from a public rollout because the alpha gall sensitivity is created through a different mechanism. And it may not do much for meat allergies, even if it works. So, your smartest strategy uh, remains bite prevention, which I just told you is to wear protection and to know what the ticks are. And if you get bitten by a Lone Star tick, you have to be particularly vigilant for symptoms that begin after you eat meat. Isn't it that interesting? It's because um, an alpha-gal allergy can take several weeks to develop, and symptoms often do not appear for a few hours after the offending uh, meal has been consumed. So it could be a long time. So tracking your diet can be helpful. And um, the other thing that I wanted to say about tick bites is normally if you can get the tick out of your body, within 24 hours, you're usually safe from getting any kind of infection or, um, or for it causing, you know, a Rocky mountain fever or Lyme disease or anything. If you do, if you get a bullseye on you, you've got something. So if in doubt, obviously see your physician. And if it's in an area that is near a um, an artery or something, you may not want to do it yourself. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you for being great listeners. I always love you here on Wednesdays. We're still doing Wednesdays with writers and performers throughout this whole COVID-19. You can change your life, make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, please visit CynthiaBryan.com to make a donation to Be The Star You Are Nonprofit. Please go to be the Star you Are.org and think about making a tax-deductible donation. Read a book this week. We've got plenty on our website, both on our Amazon, uh, Be the Star You Are store, as well as at CynthiaBryan.com. Until next week when we celebrate once again, remember: love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Four star style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week and be here with us next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Make a difference this week. Thanks for joining me. Be
0: the star you are. The star you are.